Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am Clay Travis. A little bit late today, but always here, excited because I am going to my uh, sixth graders' first ever tackle football game, at least if the weather uh, remains okay. And I cannot wait to see how that is going to go. That is where I am headed this afternoon. That is my big afternoon slash evening plans. So, everybody out there, I hope that you are having a fantastic Tuesday. We've got a lot to dive into as the fallout from the raid over Donald Trump, uh, the warrant at Mar-a-Lago <coughs> continues to reveal itself. A bunch of different stories, so let's just go ahead and jump in there right off the top. Yesterday, I talked about the fact that Donald Trump alleged that his passports had been seized by FBI officials during the raid of Mar-a-Lago. That was confirmed late last night, despite the fact that the usual stooges in the left-wing media tried to accuse Donald Trump of lying about this. Foremost among them, CBS Sports, uh, CBS News's Nora O'Donnell, whose tweet saying that Trump had lied about his passports being seized was still up within about an hour ago. I haven't checked to see if she has amended it, if she has added any details to it at all. It is a 100% lie. It is fake news that she reported. Trump did have his passport seized. And the significant aspect of this, so far as I can tell, is it demonstrates that this was not a narrow search and seizure operation that was undertaken by the FBI. I just want you to think about this. They were there at Mar-a-Lago for over nine hours-ish before they ended up leaving with the documents that they seized. How in the world did someone accidentally, which appears to be the defense that the Department of Justice is offering now, How in the world did someone accidentally seize Donald Trump's passports? And for people out there who say, why does he have passports? He's got a diplomatic passport, and then he has a passport for regular people like you and me. And so my question out there is, if this was a targeted and uh, and relatively limited in scope warrant that was being executed, how in the world did they end up seizing this passport? What I believe is actually the truth is this was a clear fishing expedition, an attempt to hoover up as many documents as could possibly be grabbed inside of Mar-a-Lago with the hope that some of these documents would aid Department of Justice officials in being able to bring charges against Donald Trump. Now, that is the opposite of a targeted and relatively small Uh, search and seizure operation, which is what Merrick Garland has tried to argue he signed on for. Several other details have come out. The Wall Street Journal reported that Merrick Garland debated for weeks whether he should end up signing these warrants to send FBI agents into Mar-a-Lago or not. This directly contradicts the idea and the thesis upon which this uh, argument has been out there that it was imperative that the Department of Justice act immediately because of the dangers and the circumstances that were at play surrounding whatever documents Donald Trump might have. Well, if you were truly concerned 
that the nation was in danger based on what Donald Trump might or might not have in Mar-a-Lago, why in the world if did the Attorney General wait weeks in order to say, okay, I'm ready to send people in to go after these documents? My theory, my theory is that Merrick Garland read an article by Maggie Haberman at the New York Times. It may be in her most recent book, but I think the story was in the New York Times about the fact that Trump was supposedly destroying documents and that that was the final impetus for him to sign off on the warrant because allegedly when he was president, Trump was destroying some documents. And so that was the final bit of support that, Attorney General Merrick Garland needed to justify this decision in his mind. But I think what all of you are coming to recognize is this was a fishing expedition. It was highly political in nature. It was unprecedented and it was targeted at Trump. And I want you to think about this for a minute. Note how quickly all of the January 6th narratives have been abandoned. Remember January 6th? They spent the whole summer telling us, oh my goodness, Do you know how much danger we're under because of the January 6th insurrection and everything that was associated with it? And then what happened? As soon as this came out, as soon as this came out, uh, the investigation, the raid at uh, Mar-a-Lago, nobody's even talking about uh, the situation uh, surrounding January 6th anymore. And I think that's because there is now a recognition that nothing happened with January 6th, the hearings that changed anybody's mind. Here's a study from Monmouth University. January 6th was a riot. 65% of people said it was before the January 6th hearings this summer. Afterwards, 64%. January 6th was an insurrection. Nothing changed. January 6th was a legitimate protest. Actually, Numbers went up a little bit after the January 6th hearings during the course of the summer. Trump was directly responsible. 4% less responsibility here. Uh, Biden won due to voter fraud. Nothing changed. Paying a lot of attention to the hearings. 23%. Hearings changed my mind. Virtually no one. And so it's one Hail Mary after another to try to take down Trump And the hearings of uh, January 6th this summer did nothing to change the overall trajectory as it pertains to Trump. And so now, notice how quickly everybody has shifted from, oh, January 6th was an insurrection, Trump has to be charged, to now all the debate is surrounding this FBI raid that has to do allegedly with confidential documents and isn't even involved in the January 6th hearings in theory at all, this is a uh, total, complete failure to get Trump. The, 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 the chase continues, and I really do believe that Democrats are going to find one more time, Lucy's going to pull the football, Donald Trump is, uh, sorry, Democrats are Charlie Brown running as hard as they can, going to get that kick, Lucy pulls the football, boom, on the ground, staring up at the sky, that is where Democrats are going to find themselves. Also, it's a big deal. Tomorrow, uh, the judge who granted the warrant in South Florida is going to have a hearing on whether or not to release the affidavit. 
Uh, the affidavit is the justification supporting the warrants as to why there was a belief that this warrant needed to be granted. Tomorrow afternoon is a hearing. Donald Trump has said that he wants for this affidavit to be released. The Department of Justice is now opposing the release of this document. I think it has to be released. I think it has to be released because at this point in time, Americans need to know why the Department of Justice and the FBI is raiding a former president who's soon to be potentially uh, running for political office again in the presidency. And so I think this is highly imperative, highly important, uh, consequential to our nation's sacred democracy, which Democrats claim to care about. We need to know why the Department of Justice under Joe Biden is raiding his chief political opponent. I've told you before, I don't think that Merrick Garland should still be in office, but this is a big deal. And so we need to know what this affidavit says, even if they have to redact some of it, which I'm sure they would, uh, for uh, confidential related purposes. Um, This is going to be, I believe, a really intriguing hearing to see the Department of Justice arguing against this being uh, released to the overall public. Hey, Clay Travis here. Hope you guys are enjoying OutKick. The show will have more coming back next. Couple of other things. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden. She's a doctor, everybody. I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear. I'm giving the utmost respect to Dr. Jill Biden. Maybe the greatest doctor in the in our nation's history. Maybe the most the most widely respected, the most widely talented, the biggest genius that has ever existed, Dr. Jill Biden. Four COVID shots, still got COVID. Four COVID shots, still got COVID. She's going to kill my grandma. My grandma's been dead for a long time, but she's going to kill him again. And I would expect more from the nation's preeminent doctor. How could Dr. Jill Biden allow herself to get COVID? Why didn't she get the fifth COVID shot? Why didn't she get a sixth COVID shot? Why didn't she get a COVID shot every day so far in 2022? I'll tell you, because she's not taking the virus seriously enough. And after four COVID shots, if she needed a fifth, it would have taken care of it. If it wasn't the fifth, it would have been the sixth. If it wasn't the sixth, it would have been the seventh. It's disgraceful. She should have also been wearing a full space suit because we know Joe Biden already had COVID despite his four COVID shots. Why was Jill Biden not wearing a spacesuit on vacation in South Carolina? She was exposing herself to the air, to the natural surrounding air. That is not respecting COVID enough. I am really disappointed in Dr. Jill Biden, our nation's preeminent mind, the most highly garlanded and most widely esteemed doctor in the history of this country, Dr. Jill Biden. She should have known better. When you're brilliant like Dr. Jill Biden, you should know better than to get COVID. Shame on you for killing my grandma. Shame on you for prolonging this country's uh, overall pandemic. As we have said for a long time, this is a pandemic of the vaccinated and you are making it worse. Uh, So shame on Dr. Jill Biden. I am really disappointed in her for getting COVID morally indefensible behavior. Uh, This is crazy. There's still a lot of schools that are requiring kids to wear masks. You'll remember that about a year ago, I went to my local school board. I've got two kids in public school, and I argued against them having to wear masks, and I was 100% right. Nobody in my neighborhood, nobody in my state, 
uh, kids are still wearing masks at all because everybody's realized that the mask wearing is a complete charade, except for many different school districts all over the place. San Diego, Louisville, Philadelphia. There are a lot of cities, I believe Milwaukee, all over this country. I put a map up uh, that still have kids wearing masks. It is indefensible. There is no way to justify it whatsoever. Um, And New York City just came out with new COVID rules. And if you're a parent in New York City, you can't visit your kid's school unless you got the COVID shot. Even though we know that the COVID shot does nothing to keep you from getting or spreading COVID. In fact, we had Alex Berenson on today and he said it might even make you more likely. Some data suggesting that you may be more likely to get COVID post-COVID shots than if you never got the shots at all. Uh... How in the world is there a policy that you can't go to your kid's school, you can't go to a sporting event, you can't go to an extracurricular activity unless you got a COVID shot when we know the COVID shots don't work at all? Again, the party of science striking anew. Uh, Liz Cheney, Wyoming is having their primary election today. I'm going to go ahead and tell you the next two years of Liz Cheney's life. All right, are you ready? Liz Cheney is going to lose by over 20 points tonight. Her congressional career in Wyoming is over. Her political career in Wyoming is over. She is going to claim that she is a martyr. A bunch of people who hate Republicans are going to give her tens of millions of dollars to run for the Republican nomination for president in 2024. No one is going to vote for her. She is going to refuse to pull out of the election. She is going to eventually say that she was treated unfairly in the Republican primary and as a result, she's going to run as an independent trying to stretch away, take away as many voters from Donald Trump as she can in the event that he is the nominee. If he's not the nominee and someone like Ron DeSantis is the nominee, she's still going to run. She's already letting people know that she has issues potentially with Ron DeSantis as well because Liz Cheney's future career is just trying to keep Republicans from getting elected to office. She'll get a television gig with CNN or MSNBC. Uh, She will go on and talk about how much she hates Donald Trump for years to come. She will be the patron saint of Democrats who actually hate Republicans uh, but allow themselves to claim otherwise because of people like Liz Cheney. And she will profit immensely, just like a lot of other losers have out there, by arguing that she is a Republican but hates Donald Trump And she hates him so much that she will run as an independent in an effort to pry away a few thousand votes in what might well be a very tightly contested 2024 election. There you have it, the next two years of Liz Cheney's life predicted for you right here. No need to even pay attention. Uh, The NBA has announced that they are going to shut down all games on election day for the first time ever. As if that were not enough, they are going to have all 30 teams, 15 games, play the day before Election Day so they can lecture all of us on the importance of going out and making Blue Check Brigade members happy by voting Democrat. I hope that all of the NBA players will stay up late at night on Election Night to watch as the red tide rushes across the country. But this is yet another example of sports just not willing to be sports. It has to be left-wing, woke sports and politics. Can't just say, hey, you know what? I kind of like basketball. Let me enjoy the games. We have to be lectured about how we should vote by people, many of whom have never, ever voted before themselves and are a part of the left-wing sheep brigade 
if you thought the NBA was going to stop being political when Donald Trump was not in office, you have missed everything here. It's not about Trump. He's a symptom of the woke universe, not the cause of the woke universe. And a lot of people have missed this. Uh, And so we will see as the NBA continues to embrace woke politics and alienate massive amounts of what would otherwise be their fan base. Braves smoked the Mets yesterday, 13 to 1. I think I speak for everyone who is a Major League Baseball fan when they say it is clear the the Braves are better than the Mets. Let's go ahead and stop the Mets from embarrassing their poor, suffering fan base that continues to act like it's 1986. They are not going to win anything. They inevitably choke. Braves tonight win again, take two in a row. I think that would be seven overall as the Braves are accelerating into the home stretch here. Uh, Take down the Mets. I believe it's going to happen again. Beat down yesterday. Beat down coming again today. Finally, fun story here. Uh, Cedar Point, our own Joe Kenzie at OutKick, investigated a story. A couple was arrested for allegedly having sex on a Ferris wheel. Yes, sex on a Ferris wheel. Uh, When they were questioned uh, about eyewitnesses saying that they were engaged in sex on the Ferris wheel, they said, no, 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 you're mistaken. She was just, the woman says, I was just bending over to pick up my cigarettes That's what confused you. We were not having sex. I was just bending over to pick up my cigarettes. Romance, it ain't dead yet. Uh, I love all of you. I'm off to go watch uh, JV football. I hope all of you have a fantastic Tuesday. I'll be live tomorrow without Kick the Show, and then I am headed out uh, to uh, Salt Lake City. We'll be doing the radio show live Thursday and Friday there. I appreciate all of you. Hope you are having fantastic starts to your week. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick, the show.